Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I was like, I need to pull up one more thing, and I forgot what it was, and I remember. I was like, oh, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Pull that up, and then we'll be good to go. All righty. Well, we're recording, and I'm muting, and I'm about to uh, I'm about to finger you, Janet. Oh, snap. That's gross. Okay, hello, everybody. Welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the flagship, premium, an international podcast of LRMOnline.com and the Genreverse Podcast Network. I am one of your hosts today, Joseph Jammer Medina. Joined by my birthday-having co-host, Nicholas Dalius. Hi, Nick. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's, happy, uh, it's, it's early, right? Is, is your birthday yeah, actually tomorrow? It's, it's Sunday. The it's Sunday. Sunday. Okay. But We're I know that. We're on Friday for everyone out there. Yeah. And it's so, pre- it's premiere, not premium. I like to change the premium, though, for the podcast. What did I say? Premium? Premiere? Oh, yeah. yeah premium. Which is nice. It's a nice <laughs> upgrade. Thank you for the birthday wishes. You're welcome. You're welcome. And today we uh, have a couple of interesting stories, some stuff that, that dropped more recently, some big Lord of the Rings news, some some It news, and Mando Season 4 news. I know we haven't even had Season 3, but we're talking Season 4. That's how crazy it is this week. But we can't talk about any of that before we talk about our feature film for the week, which I only saw. I know you. I know. It I was know. work. It's a real expense. I know. I know. <laughs> I even but, could, um, I even couldn't even refund my ticket. I know. Well, I know. So it's, I don't pay for tickets, but I couldn't even refund my ticket. So here, fee. here's the here's the problem. The annoying thing, and and this this kind of segues into my perspective about the movie. Cocaine Bear is a movie that I'm sure I would have loved in college. It is a movie that nowadays I'm like, that's a funny concept. I'm glad I watched the trailer for that. Don't really want to watch the movie for that. <laughs> that sums up exactly what I was expecting. That sums up exactly what I got out of Cocaine Bear. I think it really just proves how much I am not a college student anymore. <laughs> like how much I am not in that demographic. I'm not in that I want to watch this and laugh at how ridiculous it is type of person anymore. I don't want to watch Snakes on a Plane. I don't want to watch Grindhouse. And that's basically what this is. If you're going to, if you <laughs> saw the trailer for Cocaine Bear and you want a movie where a bear has a lot of cocaine and eats a lot of people in over the top horrific ways, this is the movie for you. If you don't want that, you should not watch this movie. It's plain and simple. And this is actually when uh, I, I was interested to hear your opinion on it, but apparently I'm the only one who saw it, and I, I didn't want to see it. I did I not want to see this movie. I was excited. I did especially... not want to see this movie. I, I cannot stress when I saw that, and you're like, I'm going to watch Cocaine Bear. I'm like, ah, I don't want to watch Cocaine Bear, but all right, I'll do it for the podcast. That's the only movie this week that anyone's talking about. Don't care. So this is one of those instances where I, I'm not going to grade. 
I will not give Cocaine Bear a grade because why not just C for cocaine? This is no, this is not for me. This movie is not for me. And I don't, I can't, the thing is, I think the movie accomplishes what the audience would want it to accomplish. I just, it wasn't what I wanted to see in a movie. I just didn't want to watch it. It's not for me. And it would be like me rating Inukai Sun's, Inu, Inukai Sun's dog. That, that show is not for me. Avoid it. I'm not going to watch it. it at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just not for me. So I, I don't want to go out there and go like, oh, it's a C because I actually don't know if it's a C. There are lots of elements in it that I do like. There are lots of um, there are fun characters. I really enjoyed a lot of the characters. In fact, I was like, I would love to watch these characters outside of a context of a, a cocaine bear horrifically mauling people. And I, but but the, unfortunately, it was surrounded by horrific scenes of mauling bears. I don't know. I am not a squeamish person. I am not a squeamish person. Gore doesn't bother me. The gore in this movie kind of bothered me. I am not going to lie. There is this one is it scene. Because it's way, more spoilers. realistic. No, it's not realistic. It's over the top. But there's something about it. Like maybe there's one scene where a guy oops, spoiler. He's at the top of a tree. A uh, the bear goes up to him crawls and like kind of he's sitting on the tree and then he bites his leg and then he like hangs he hangs back and as he's hanging back you see blood dripping down and you see his face whitening as he's slowly draining of blood and slowly dies there's another scene where a guy's nice. wrist gets ripped off and you see it flopping around like sideways he's going oh, oh. <laughs> there's a scene where this guy's head gets blown off unexpectedly and it's just it's too much. I just don't, I don't like it. It's, and as Nick knows, I don't like mean spirited things generally in my entertainment. These were very mean spirited deaths and I just did not like them. I did not have a good time watching them. I felt more squeamish watching those deaths than I did watching any Halloween movie. What did the critics say? So the critics, this movie is currently sitting at a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes with 123 reviews. And (laughs) <laughs> only it's an 83% on audience score, but only a hundred verified reviews. So I'm assuming it's just not a whole lot of people have seen it just yet. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly a, a Marvel movie. It's cocaine bear. Um, <laughs> so I mean, obviously a big difference, but I don't know this, like I said, there were good elements to it. If you go into it, be like, I want to watch a bear on cocaine, mauling people in horrific ways. And I want to laugh. I think this movie will probably deliver on its promise, the promise of its title and the promise of its trailers. But I did not enjoy most of it, even though I could objectively look and notice there's a lot of good elements I like. They had good cast. It had a really good cast. You know, had Alden Ehrenreich in it, who was great. O'Shea Jackson, great. Um, Carrie Russell was kind of in it a little bit. Ray Liotta in one of his late performances or his... His his final his final performance. I think it's, there's three others that he's going to be doing. He was a relatively mild role, but he was still, I'd say, an important role in the movie. I think he was fine in it. Um, they have the girl from Home Before Dark, which is the Apple TV series. Mm-hmm. She's also great in this for the limited time that she has. And honestly, it just made me want her to play Scout Finch in a To Kill a Mockingbird adaptation. To be perfectly honest, because she had like an accent. I don't really know if it was Southern. But I don't know. It could have been. Um, <laughs> anyway, this just wasn't for me. 
that's all I'll say. But, you know, good for you, Elizabeth Banks. I'm always happy to see you doing good. And uh, this movie just delivers on its promise. But, uh, yeah, do you have any questions at all? I was just going to say, does it have, I know it was just produced by them, but does it have any, they've been pushing it heavy on uh, Twitter, any Lord Miller magic to it at all? Or is it just, because I was expecting their influence a little bit in maybe some kind of humory way, even though they're not directors. Um, I don't know if there's any sort of signature quick humor back and forth. There's mm, okay. There's probably a if I watched it again, there are probably a couple things that I could point to as that are a result of of them. But I'm not sure. It's like it doesn't feel like you know 22 Jump Street style stuff. Just like I'm sure it doesn't feel a lot like Pitch Perfect either, because Elizabeth Banks directed those, right. right. No, it doesn't. This is a different direction, feel. I think, for her. <laughs> Different, different direction. Um, so no co- cocaine shark. I don't know Jammer. what cocaine shark is. People are joking. That's the movie she should make next. And she said maybe because while during I the mean, marketing of this movie, like this, if people well, like during cocaine the marketing, bear, yeah, well, during the marketing of this movie, they found a bunch of cocaine like in the ocean, floating like off the oh. coast of Australia. So people are like cocaine shark. <laughs> That's funny. So it's funny. One th- I looked up Ultimate what the true crossover. story was behind Cocaine Sharknado. There you go. There, Cocaine uh, Aconda. I was looking up the uh, the true story for this, and the true story about this movie. Um, for those who are wondering, the movie opens. Does it open there? Yeah, with a guy in a plane. He has like a whole bunch of cocaine in this plane, and he's just like carelessly tossing it out. And he's also high on cocaine and he has like his his parachute on. He's got a bag of, I'm assuming, either cocaine or money. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I think it's cocaine. But anyways, he goes like, he has- and then he like he jumps out. And as he jumps out, he hits his head on the top of the, the door and doesn't shoot like open his parachute because of it and dies. And apparently that was true. That was true what happened. And then also the cocaine, the bear eating the cocaine was the other thing that was true, but none of the other stuff was true. No, so literally obviously the rest of it's a horror movie. <laughs> it's I wouldn't call it a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. <laughs> not even a, a horror th- comedy, just a gory comedy. It's a gory thriller comedy, I would say. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm sad I missed it because I did want to see it. I still want to see it. I'm bitter because I did not want to see it. I saw the trailer and I'm like, this is what I'm going to be getting with this movie, and I don't want to experience that. I watched it. This is exactly what it was. At least I'll get to discuss it with somebody. Nick. Work. You couldn't go to a later show. want to buy a... Uh, I didn't even get home till like 8, 10. You couldn't go to a later showing? 6.55. No. There were later showings. Yeah, I know. By that time. I don't know. I already I already lost my money, not completely, but No, like, you didn't. You 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 subscribed to their I lost my fee. I lost my service fee already. I'm so bitter. I get a freebie. I'm just going to decide one movie that I'm like, "Ah, I'm not going to cover it." Nick, you're talking about it yourself. And it's a movie that I Fair hope enough. you hate. Make make him make just him cover Susan May unlocking or Susan May locking Yuki the Sun's doors. Dog. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that upon Which I, Nick. I haven't even seen that, so I have no idea. No, I'm, I'm assuming it's not trash. It even upon Nick. Oh, dude, dude, it's uh, it, it it was a it was a serious serious bait and switch because what looked like it was going to be standard uh, etchy dude gets stuck in a dog, 
dog is is picked up by hot you know hot chicks you would think oh he watches them undress he nuzzles their chest whatever right that's what you would think no 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 this is a this is a girl who's a little too much into her dog what the fuck what does she do with the dog does she have sex with the dog not not yet (laughs) not yet but definitely uh (laughs) definitely towing that that line yeah so it's a it's a pretty messed up show. <laughs> okay then. Exactly. Well, cocaine note, bear. If it got any sexier. any other questions about cocaine bear before we move on? No, I think I'm good. Are you sure? I still I, I watched <laughs> I watched 95 minutes of this for this conversation, and I want to make sure that we get as much mileage as we can out of cocaine bear for that my was the part troubles. I was most excited for as I looked it up later even though I couldn't make it and I was like oh it was only 95 minutes that's exactly how long movies should be like that so at least they didn't give you shove 2 hours of cocaine bear or so bitter traditional these days 3 hours of cocaine bear I'm so angry at you this is scream all over again this is scream all over again except at least you showed up so yeah there's that I'll show up so Let's go ahead and transfer from cocaine or transition from cocaine bears to really prestigious fantasy filmmaking. I'm talking of the highest order, the one franchise or the one trilogy to rule that all. has garnered so many awards, has garnered, what was it, 11 Academy Awards back in 2003 or 2004? You I'm mean talking the Pity about... Awards? Because the other two movies deserved it more than the movie that got the awards? I think anyway. they were deserved. I think they were deserved, personally. <clears throat> I don't think there was anything the on there people. that was undeserved. It was it was a series. It wasn't like the other two were better. It was it was like an entire trilogy, like an entire story culmination type of thing, personally. At least that's what I think, but I don't know. Okay. The awards ceremony sucks, so who cares? But. True. We're talking about Lord of the Rings. And no, I know you're talking if you're thinking here, oh, the series on Amazon? Oh, no, no, no. It's not that easy. So the series is owned, yes, by Amazon, but they don't own the film rights. So it's only natural that at this time we would see some competition. On Thursday, this past Thursday, so over a week ago at this point. No, yesterday. Was that yesterday? That was yesterday. That was oh, yesterday. That's why we sorry. picked it. It's a fresh story. Yeah, <laughs> I was funny because I was, say, this is, I was about to say the last Thursday. I was like, this is late. I was like, wait, no, this was last minute. It was yeah. yesterday on an earnings call. David Zaslav, the man himself, who's all about the money, rolling around it, breaking bad style. Uh, hmm. He announced that newly installed studio leaders, Mike DeLuca and Pam Abdi have brokered a deal to make quote unquote multiple films based on the trilogy. So this comes to us from variety. They'll be developed through new line cinema, which makes sense since, you know, Mm -hmm. they developed it there originally kind of, it kind of started off at Miramax and then transferred over eventually, but that's a whole other story. Um, No filmmakers have been attached. We don't know how long it's going to be. We don't even really know what the uh, premise is going to be. What are they going to be doing? What age are they going to cover? Is it going to be a remake? Who knows? But Jackson, Peter Jackson, 
along with Fran Walsh and uh, Philippa Boyens, who were collaborators with Jackson, said that, uh, or they said that they have helped, or excuse me, let me try this again. Jackson and his collaborators said that Warner Brothers have kept them in the loop every step of the way. And they said, we look forward to speaking with them further to hear their vision for the franchise moving forward. So we don't know what their involvement, if at all, is going to be. But I guess it's kind of nice to know that they're they're there. They're there. They're, they're aware. It's amicable with whatever happens. Anyways, um, let's see here. So free mode. And so I'm reading this right now just to make sure we get the nuance because the rights situation is very confusing. Mm -hmm. The division of Embracer Group made the adaptive rights deal for the books, including Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. The pact will be under the name Middle Earth Enterprises. Um, The Wizarding World covers all the Harry Potter movies or Ghost Core for Ghostbusters when really they're just focusing on one franchise. Yeah, so as we know, so the Luca and Abdi left MGM last year to take the helm of Warner Brothers. Their exit followed the acquisition of Amazon, excuse me, of MGM by Amazon, the tech giant that owned the TV rights for Lord of the Rings and produced, you know, the season that we saw. Um, and this is what CEO of Free Mode says, following our recent acquisition of Middle Earth Enterprises, we're thrilled to embark on this new collaborative journey with New Line Cinema Warner Brothers bringing the incomparable world of J.R.R. Tolkien back to the big screen in new and exciting ways. We understand how cherished these works are and working together with our partners at New Line Cinema and Warner Brothers Pictures, we plan to honor the past, look to the future, and adhere to the strongest level of quality of production. So, I have a question for you, Nick. Mm -hmm. As somebody who I believe, didn't you say you recently rewatched the the trilogy? I tried to watch the extended cut and I was like... You failed. Uh, nope, I didn't. I made it like twenty minutes into Fellowship. Okay, well, that but I did that because I watched the Amazon one. So I'm like, time for you, a rewatch. What did you think? What do you think of this news? Is this something that you're looking forward to? If so, why? If not, why not? Lord of the Rings is something I was way more into when it came out originally. Like I was super into it in like middle school, high school. Even though I never watched the extended cuts. And I actually own them now. Just somehow I have a digital copy of them. Don't know how I got it. Um, and I, like I said, I tried to watch it and I just couldn't get into it. Um, I'd be down. I watched the Amazon show because it was Lord of the Rings. I would. What'd you think? In, I enjoyed the Amazon show. And I, of course, I'm not so steeped in the books that aren't Lord of the Rings, like the similarity and stuff that I can be pissed off so about really changes like Cam. Um, but the, that would be my so they own the rights to that one too i assume because amazon's so kind of Silmarillion? who knows yeah. who knows we don't know specifically the rights to lord of the rings and middle earth is confusing as all hell i don't know what if it's like oh they have uh, you know rights to certain appendices to certain works i don't know kyle so, looks like he's about to enlighten us a little uh, bit from uh when we were covering uh, Rings of Power Cam went into quite a bit of this for for a bit, and you guys can find find that uh, that one on the LRM online YouTube channel. Uh, look up a uh, review of the Rings. Uh, but basically, Amazon has uh, a a sandbox in the Second Age. They cannot 
make anything that would have an effect on the third age, which is the story that we know the, mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings books are our third age. So even though they have a sandbox within the second age, as far as uh, some time compression, uh, the events that are set in stone in the second age, they can't change those, but they can play a, a, around them and w- within them. But no, no choice. They can't kill someone off. That's supposed to be third age. They can't do do anything uh, like that. And uh, they also cannot adapt uh, certain elements of the third age um, at all. So like, they can't change it. They they also can't use it. They can't have it. Uh, and the reasoning I don't think has has been made uh, overt, but it seems to be they can't use that because it would muddy up uh, movies that take place during those books. So like Jammer said, okay. it's, it's weird, but yeah. uh, really the uh, TV rights are quite extensive, but also very, very limited because mm-hmm. you're, you're in the middle of something, you know, you're not, you're not in front of it where, where you, your sandbox is, is biggest. Well, here's what I would like to see from it. Um, if I were if I were Warner Brothers, no remake yet. Those movies are too beloved. But start as far back as you can, even the first age, and then work your way up. And by the time, you know, kind of Fantastic Beast style, only hopefully better. And then by the time you get to um, Lord of the Rings, maybe in ten years, then you decide if you want to redo those and. I would prefer if am I here? You guys are all frozen. Oh, you're not frozen. You guys just aren't moving at all. We're we're just chilling. Um, I'm listening to you. You were both so still. I was like, uh oh. Um, yeah. I and I would like it. I would prefer Peter Jackson was minimally available because I also like to have it to have kind of a new look, especially after what I thought were disasters in the Hobbit movies. So I'd like a fresh look. Okay, go ahead. I thought you were done. And then you start as far back as you can and then decide later if you need to remake Lord of the Rings because I still feel like that's so beloved you wouldn't do that See, for like another I don't even years. know if they like, – the thing is so confusing. It's like I don't know what they – I don't know if they could do what you're saying because you mentioned that the second age is what Amazon has rights to. So they can't even do the first – They have TV rights only. TV though. rights. TV rights only. So they could do it. Theor- theoretically, as, as far as what I, I understand – Unless there's there's some small print, kind of similar how they said hey, uh, Amazon, you can't affect the third age. These rights, this final contract, when this is all said and done, might have something that says you you can't uh, do anything that affects the second age because of the t- TV rights. But as of right now, no, there's there's nothing really to keep Amazon or uh, Warner Brothers from exploring the first or second or th- or third ages that. That we're we are aware of, mm-hmm. so kind of like Star Wars, I'd like them to go in a different era completely. Even yeah, let's see the first age, work on that, and then work your way up. Um, and don't yeah, but they could Peter do it. Jackson they could do it all in films, and they could actively contradict what happened in the Amazon series if they wanted to. Yeah, exactly, they? and I'd say keep it different than Amazon's, like that way. Because I think, and that's the well, because Amazon does not feel like the same world at all. It does feel like it's a different version of Lord of the Rings. It doesn't feel like Peter Jackson's stuff. Why? But you didn't you just say right now that you want it to be a different style? Yeah. 
But I'm just saying that's why it doesn't feel like the Lord. Of the, I don't know. I, I think, think, and I and I guess if if they had the TV rights, I'd be like, this should be an HBO Max series. But because I mean, it'll fall right into their Game of Thrones pocket and probably even be bigger than Game of Thrones because it's Lord of the Rings. See, that's where I'm. I'm kind of similar with you guys. What do you, What do you think about? Because <clears throat> the the first age is really, uh, like um god like it's all higher 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 beings beings that are several levels higher than even gandalf and and uh sauron sauron and 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 shit like that so you you've got an opportunity to show the the creation of this flash of the titan style essentially i mean high 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 fantasy with high 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 beings immortal beings duking it out on a on a I uh, think Garen Lagan there, Rajammer, but with with Lord of the Ring, Lord of the Ring stuff, would would that interest you guys? Yeah. I'd have to see what that's like, and I don't know because it could be too weird. I don't need to change the style <laughs> yeah. a lot. Like I'm not expecting something flashy in Edgar Wright. I'm just saying, like, kind of get a different design. I mean, if, if it's that much of a different era, you don't have to design everything the same. Sure. But that's what I would like to see. I mean, I, I guess definitely well, don't expect and wouldn't want to see a reboot yet. The only thing uh, I mean, as far remake, sorry, as far as what you're saying, like make it different from Amazon in the second age. That's just I'm sure purists would just be like, oh, I hear it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thing. There's two versions of the same era. What's gonna happen? I think the purists would prefer the, the Warner Brothers version because they're allowed to use the straight material without doing weird. Because there's some, I mean, there are just things they fill in that are, don't exist. In, I'm not sure. Print. Either of us can fully understand the depth of what they have to make that claim. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I don't know. If, I just I don't know heard some of Cam's complaints, which are literal like changes to continuity. But do we know that there were changes in the has... movies? The movies had had changes as as well. Uh, but they honored it, like they were just like uh, they mostly cut stuff in the movies. It's not like they well, really I deviated mean, Ar- from Arwen's whole thing is is additional. Like, but that's like, from the appendices, isn't it? I I I'm not sure on the specifics. I just know she's not as big of a of a deal in the books as no, she's non existent so, pretty much. I yeah. think one they yeah, the love interest. They changed it was someone yes. else that rescues them at the at the river yeah. and, and that wasn't even that, that big of a deal in the in the book. It that, was like it's not a big deal, period. Yeah. And then Purists are just like, I hate everything. Why did you change it to Arwen? <laughs> Why did you get rid of Tom Bombadil? That's the one. That's the thing that I felt even about The Hobbit. I'm like, really? You're going to do three movies about The Hobbit and no Tom Bombadil? He was great. No, he wasn't. I enjoyed those parts of the book. He's fun. No, I I come from a very specific perspective. I don't enjoy the books. When I read them last, I did not enjoy the books. I enjoyed the story. I I don't enjoy how it was told. Uh, Tolkien has no sense of dramatic tension. He was just like, oh, shit, this is a big problem. Let's wait 20 years before we do something about it. It's like me and my taxes. 
is basically how <laughs> hobbits act <laughs> in freaking Lord of the Rings. Anyway, I think we've talked enough about Lord of the Rings. Let's move on to another big franchise that is getting uh, an embellishment, so to say, so to speak. Uh, but this comes in the, to us from a Deadline having to do with another big franchise, It. That's right. Stephen King's It, the 1,200-page tome about a horrifying clown set in the small town of Derry. And guess what? Interdimensional being dressed like a clown. The interdimensional being, yeah, all that <laughs> stuff. Um, there's going to be a prequel TV series coming to HBO Max, or I guess streaming series coming to HBO Max. It's being called Welcome to Derry. And it's being developed by Andy Muschietti and Barbara Muschietti, who were both responsible for it. It's and um, and Jason Fuchs, 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 Fuchs. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, And he did it chapter two and Wonder Woman. I know I'm pulling a Nick. I I generally am just unfamiliar with that name. So I prefer to uh, think it's uh, Jason Fox, but, you know, Jason Fox. (laughs) (laughs) That's what his friends call him. Uh, it just reminds me. So there is this. There's this fa truck. Yeah, and it's called fucking rapido, and <laughs> uh, and when you when you get your food ordered, it, it says it says you're uh. So it says it's a queue, and this says you're up in the fuck you. So good stuff. Anyways, <clears throat> set in the world of the universe, it's gonna embellish on that world. I don't know how. But here's a comment from Stephen King. I'm excited that the story of Derry, Maine's most haunted city, is continuing. And I'm glad Andy Muschietti is going to be overseeing the frightening festivities, along with brain trust, including his talented sister, Barbara. Red balloons all around. Um, And Andy also went on to say, as teenagers, we took turns reading chapters of Stephen King's It until the thick paperback fell to pieces. Uh, it is an epic story that contains multitudes far beyond what we could explore in our it movies. We can't wait to share the depths of Steve's novel in all its heart, humor, humanity, and horror. And Mr. Fux added, to be able to return <laughs> to the world of my all-time favorite horror novel and help build upon the singularly brilliant cinematic universe created by Andy and Barbara is more than the opportunity of a lifetime. It's a dream come true. Or... Maybe more appropriately, a nightmare. Ooh, Fox chooses his word carefully. Yeah, he does. Nick, uh, do you think there's a lot to be explored here in Welcome to Dairy? And are you excited for this HBO Max series? Yes and yes. Uh, much more than Lord of the Rings. I mean, there's plenty to explore in Lord of the Rings. But as far as excitement level, um, the book does go a lot. They reference them really briefly in the movie. All the tragedies that have happened over the years. But the books go really in depth about like this the happened in like 18. Singular. The book, you're right. Like this happened in like 18, you know, whatever. Where like uh like there was a big fire and it was like and it was like a black club, and they even like flash back to the characters, not just like say, Oh, this happened. They're like, right. you know, this character was living, he was they had like a black club and it was burned to the down the ground and everyone inside died. And there's a story about a soldiers on a base and something, you know, bad shit happens every time he shows up, which whatever, it's always the same time period that he's hibernates for. You um, mean he, he hibernates for the same number of years. And yeah, wakes up. yeah, yeah, every exactly. Years, I think Length. Yeah. Something gotcha. like that. So I think I would say, especially with the title, welcome to dairy, they go all the way back to his arrival and then maybe cover 
in different seasons, just a different time period is what I would want Welcome to see. Welcome to and... Dairy is going to be what Eternals should have been. TV show? Well, no, but also going through lots of eras. Only in a, yeah. Only in a, one town. Anyways, go ahead. But yeah, I think I think there's a lot of stuff there. Because um, yeah, I kind of really forgot about it until Andy mentioned it. I'm not going to attempt the last name. Uh, of course, is also getting a lot of Warner Brothers buzz because of the Flash. That um, I yeah, there's stuff in the book, and of course they're going to embellish on a lot, lot of stuff and build it out more. And I believe the article also said that Andy's going to direct a few episodes, which adds even more credence. I mean, I don't. I already trust him. Especially if the Flash is as good as they say, he obviously rocked the it films. Even though he made, some, I don't like that he divided it differently than the book, where it's the kids movie than the adults movie because the adult movie repeats a lot of the kids stuff and even does flashbacks. Does. And the kids are obviously yeah. older, but I do think there's a lot that you could explore and a lot to make up that would just make for a fun like each I'm each one's waiting. a different hibernation period or between them. I'm still waiting for the. Uh the combined movie that just basically combines the first and second movies and interweaves them like they do in the book. Bring um, us cool. Bring us kill bill the whole bloody affair while we're, <laughs> while we're at it. Seriously. Exactly. Your um, thoughts, Jammer? Cause I was a big fan of it. Chapter one. And then chapter yeah, two, I was like, no, this is pretty damn repetitive. It is repetitive, but it's still good. I think it's still good. It's not great. Um, and I like the fact that he's directing multiple episodes, which I saw coming. This does have me question how involved he will be in the DCU going forward, because I know there seem to be some hints that he will be involved going forward due to the quality of the Flash. But I don't know. There's a lot of projects on the horizon. There's certainly enough room for him to work on this for a year or two, then head over to um, DC once again to work on whatever project he and wants like, to work on directing and writing a few episodes and being executive producer takes a lot less commitment than like I'm uh, writing and directing a, a I don't know, uh, executive Lord of the Rings. It depends. The show is, is a lot of work. Cause he's, he's not going to be like the showrunner. He's not going to be the yeah. showrunner. Right. That's true. Do, do we know it sounds like it's kind of be? more of a Spielberg executive producer, Steven Spielberg thing where he'll give some notes. So Mr. Fox like... and Brad Caleb Kane are acting as the co-showrunners. See, that, so, I think yeah. that gives him time to work on Marvel simultaneously. Like he, I mean, DC. He could be directing a DC movie while giving notes on Welcome to Dairy. Sure, sure. Okay. Any other concerns or comments regarding Welcome to Dairy? No. At first, I thought it was a bad idea. Then when I read everyone involved, I was like, "Cool." I could definitely see that as being a fun HBO Max show that they can then. Just remove from the service and license out to someone else eventually. <laughs> eventually. But who knows? <laughs> I like you're not bitter at all, are you? I can't even watch some of their shows anymore because they haven't licensed them any did you hear why they like they're licensing them to TV networks? We'll have to remove a lot of the violent and nude content oh, from no. stuff like like they're not even getting each other streaming they services. Them? Like places I'm sure I don't know, like Cable networks, not other streaming services. Weird. So I'm sure some other streaming services too. Like I was, you know, Harry Potter's Warner Brothers. I was watching it all with my roommate. And then when we got to seven and eight, they'd already been licensed off to Peacock, which I do not own. So, 
but yeah. All right. Any, let's move there. on to more genre. F- well, no, it's a lie. Both things have been genre friendly. Never mind. Yeah. I'm full of shit. But moving on to, I guess, more fanboy uh, favorite news. We're talking about Mando. Mandalorian season four. Um, as you all Before know, season three is released. Yeah. As you know, season three has not yet come out yet. Has not yet come out, rather. And we got some good news for those of you who are like, oh, the trilogy should have had a plan. The sequel trilogy should have had a plan. Well, guess what? Disney has heard the memo and they're all about having a plan. So much so that season four has already been been written in advance of season three coming out. So Favreau mentioned that he wrote season four scripts during season three post-production stressing it's essential the scripts be done so the series can continue to fit into and anchor the larger framework of the Star Wars universe. He says, Season 4, yeah, I've written it already. We have to know where we're going to tell the full-formed story. We mapped it all out, Dave Filoni and I, and slowly you start to write each episode. I was writing it during post-production. All of it has to feel like a continuation and one full story. Uh, Dave Filoni is doing Ahsoka, which I'm producing with him. He's the writer and showrunner on that. To understand what's happening on the other shows, Skeleton Crew all takes place within the same Star Wars time period. There's a lot more things we've got to keep in mind, and also stuff that we've built up from the previous seasons of The Mandalorian, uh, including the Book of Boba Fett, which, you know, I'm sure you all know. Um, The Mando ups were good. (laughs) Anyway. That's all he had to say. But uh, Nick, do you like this news? And does it does it make you more excited for season three, knowing that it's all going to be existing in the same anchor framework? No, um, it is kind of like that uh, scoop you guys LRM had a while ago where it's, it's I mean, it's not exactly yeah. the same as Game of Thrones. It almost feels more like an MCU type thing where it's like we're focusing on this, focusing on this time period. You know, Ahsoka's already come in and out of two different series. Um, if you count Book of Boba Fett as a different series, the Mandalorian, because it was one of the Mandalorian episodes, you know, skeleton crew. I know very little about, but I'm excited for because I know very little about it. And obviously that Andor and Alkalade Accolade are Acolyte. different. Acolyte are different time periods, but yeah, I'm a little, especially since I'm not super fond of us being stuck between star. I mean, like I, I really want to see, Far out, like Knights of the Old Republic, Far out, man. like Sorry. or different sides of the galaxy. Um, but I mean, it's interesting what they're doing. It could be a lot of fun. I am glad there's a plan. He, he's written at least when he wrote the story, keeping in mind the weaving in and out of other things. Um, but again, I, and I obviously like the Mandalorian a lot, not as much as Andor, but a lot. Um, so yeah, I guess it's a mixed bag. I'm glad it's continuing. It'll be fun to see characters cross over, especially after they have their own series and aren't just setting up the new series like Ahsoka showing up. But um, yeah, I still wish they would have more time periods involved in there and not we don't just focus on like the 60 years that is the three original trilogies. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat where it's like, I think it's cool. Don't get me wrong. I think being able to go in and make sure you're on the same track, especially when you're juggling so many different stories and so many different crisscrossing paths. That makes sense. But I, I didn't, the Mandalorian has always been okay to me. I like this. I love the feel and style of it. I've never been 
hugely invested in the actual series itself. I've never understood why everyone loves it so damn much. Um, but you know, good for good for good for them, and I'm happy that Star Wars is putting out shows that people like, and hopefully this continues that trend. To me, it just felt too much like a video game. You know, it's just like fetch quest. Fetch quest. Literally, is fetch quest. Like the first season was literally him gaining his armor. Second season, literally him doing one thing after another until he's allowed to meet the Jedi or told yeah. where the Jedi are at. Which is, again, it's not bad. Yeah. It's just not for me. Um, like, I get the appeal of that. It's almost like you're leveling up with him. I'm surprised they haven't made a Mandalorian video game. Imagine it that. Was canceled. A Mandalorian video it was game. Canceled. Well, it wasn't, was it wasn't based on, on this, but there was a one featuring Ma- yeah uh, well i don't know if it was going to be fet but like it was Underworlds a, Man- a mandalorian character yeah yeah like yeah. years oh, yeah, ago yeah. long time but, i mean ago. they should make a new one they should make one like literally that is just an open world you get bounties and stuff you basically take on bounties and gain armors pre grogu days yeah yeah i mean it wouldn't make sense but whatever who cares who cares star wars don't fans don't care about continuity right kyle shut <laughs> up we we do i do i do i know you, you do too I much do. too much <laughs> it's too much why can't you just appreciate something like ant-man where they say shut that up. you know you're just inc- decreasing the size between atoms and yet you somehow can get smaller than atoms and go into the quantum realm or that sometimes quantum you know, science because they already wrote they already wrote it to be that re- ridiculous star wars wasn't written to be as stupid as it is as it has gotten it's evolving get the fuck it's out of here did, did you not evolve, witness did you not witness the cantina scene in that first movie it's so stupid what's well, that was it? The main Ant Man. They're freaking characters. They're so weird looking. Don't well, tell me that. What, that I'm wasn't not meant talking to be weird about about aesthetic. What are you talking about? I'm talking. All about, I could say is Last Jedi is the best gangs. movie ever. I I don't think you can say that, Jammer. I really, I've heard audio I really otherwise. Don't. I've 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 heard audio otherwise. I've I've heard audio on. No, but I agree. The biker gang and Boba Fett was awful. I've heard audio kind of on, on the cantina about. where you said something different. Oh, you put that on the cantina. <laughs> yeah, you put that on the cantina. That's yeah. true. This Check is out true. Jammer's new hot take. You guys, yeah. it's my new hot take. You guys, my you guys want to? I guess, I guess. You yeah, guys want to hear I, J- Jammer's I hear hot what, take? What past Jammer had to say about the Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's let's, let's 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 listen to what past Jammer had to say about Cam would like the to Last hear it Jedi. One more time. So let, let me let me go ahead and uh, uh let me go ahead and share Please, this with Cam and and this, ladies and gentlemen, as Cam has disappeared because I guess it no We're longer uh freezes your your camera there. But here here's 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 our our good friend uh Janet speaking about the sequel trilogy i joseph jammer <laughs> Medina, do hereby solemnly swear that i hate the last jedi i have never liked that movie Man, i only pretended to in order jedi. to be in with the out crowd it is an abysmal waste of time and effort ryan johnson I mean, should is, be ashamed but... of his choices for that shit show he, he should oh yeah and kyle malone is the greatest smartest and most amazing person on earth again i am joseph Janet nice Medina, and i swear by these words Oh man, that that was so kind of you, you Janet. <laughs> AI is scary, <laughs> folks. AI that's is that's the scary. real story, story mm. there. Yeah, so that that's really impressive. For those who don't know, I did not say that, uh, or did I? <laughs> but no, literally, <laughs> Kyle is an AI mastermind. And I was just, I gave him two minutes of, or he's an AI novice, there and I do. gave him uh, two minutes of audio for another other purposes, and then he went on to produce that, which is really impressive and crazy. This is the world we're living in. I'm Someone else makes all the stuff. Doing... I just feed it data. That's all. 
Fair. I'm surprised he didn't uh, include you doing drugs like all the secret ones he shared with us where he loves making jokes about whoever's voice he's imitating. I mean, we're not sharing that stuff because he's just having fun. What are you fun. talking about? Uh, how the uh, one of the ones I, I used has someone asking for the cocaine they were promised for the voiceover work. And oh, meth. Gotcha, I believe gotcha. there was a lot and, of meth yeah, in one there, of the there's ones. There's another one about, about meth and making sure you so have a, a good meth. Don't do drugs that aren't legal where you're at. Anyway, a good message. Don't do drugs. Mandalorian season four. Will you be watching season three when it comes out on Disney Plus in a week? Excitedly so. Excitedly so. Mm-hmm. Won't you? Cool. Probably. I never fin. I, I I never liked. I guess that's not true. I did finish begrudgingly Obi Wan, but I. Whew, this is way different than Obi Wan. I dreaded me. that. I know that, but. Obi-Wan was a mess. Yeah. Mando's been entertaining. I'm really sad about my boy Pedro. (sighs) He's blown up so big. He might not wear the helmet anymore. More than anyone I know. I don't know anyone who like goes and sees some movies for actors as much as you do. Like you're the one person who's just like, oh, my boy Pedro. I got to watch that movie. Well, to be fair, there haven't been. I don't think I have ever seen a movie just for Pedro, except for I Prospect, which is a, you just, just you just rented. said it. You just said that you literally contradicted yourself in the same sentence. Well, that was just something I rented because he was in it. And yeah, was, you now, just contradicted yourself, Nick. You just well, said I've never watched a movie because of Pedro, except this one except movie one. that I got just That's for a Pedro. Classic Nickism, but uh, <laughs> it's a classic Nickism. But like, I mean, the other stuff I was gonna watch anyway, like Wonder Woman. Uh, it was obviously something we were going to watch. Uh, Kingsman. I was more excited that he was in it, but of course I was going to see Kingsman too. But yeah, I, I'm just really excited that I think now he's going to get a lot bigger stuff because I've been on that Pedro train since Narcos, was, and now like everyone's noticing him. He's been in yeah, big but, things consistently. He is, but A-list. he's never the focus. I mean, in Mandalorian, he is, but at the same time, Last of Us, you never see is. his face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Last of Us is what blown him up to a point where he's on SNL. He's probably gonna get all kinds of movie deals, like Star Wars, Marvel, something fresh, maybe if that exists out there. He can what? be a James Bond villain. You know, he fresh. Can like, what the hell's fresh? That's what I'm saying. If there's any, like a fresh franchise, if there are any oh, out there, oh, gotcha, like, gotcha, original gotcha. project or book that hasn't been adopt adapted, origin something, originality. There, there's, <laughs> there's lots so, of things. Yeah, I know. That's what I was saying. There are lots Not of a lot of high grossing things. I mean, but I mean, there's lots of stuff that hasn't been adapted. Like there's yeah. plenty of books and, and all that that could be turned into that. I just think you're going to see Pedro as the lead lead in a lot more movie projects coming up. Let it be noted that you you never proved disprove what I said about you. So true. Well, isn't isn't he, isn't he in one with Oscar Isaac? On Netflix and Ben what, Affleck. How is that remotely it. related to what I just said? I don't know. There are there's one actor I would say who I definitely do that with. Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. I wouldn't say there are even the Marvel actors. I've never gone to a movie just because it was Chris Hemsworth. Streaming's different, where it's like, oh yeah, I'll throw on Extraction. I'll watch Extraction too, even though I didn't like Extraction that much. But it's different than going to a movie. I feel just for an actor. But. Sure. All right. Any last words about Mandalorian season four before we close out today's episode? No, I would like to give a very brief Picard review because I've been enjoying it so much. Um, very brief, way shorter than Cocaine Bear. 
I just feel like it's a, uh, I've enjoyed all the seasons, but it feels like a huge step forward from the very beginning. It's a Riker and Picard show. And he's, Riker is an even more enjoyable character for me. And they've been taking a lot of big swings um, that have so far been hits. Not like, you know, swing and a miss. And um, since I'm not a big next gen guy, it's not as important to me that they work in everyone, but it's fun seeing someone pop up. And it's, but it is interesting. It feels the most like the JJ movies, even more than the ones that are less connected to the original stuff like Discovery or Strange New Worlds, because one of the ships looks just like Nero's ship and they kind of even use the same like music slash like sound effect for like seeing this gigantic ship. Um, and it's been a lot of fun with new weapons and like city destroying weapons, which also reminds me of um, uh, jj's kelvin timeline and i just even if you've been not a fan of the other picard i would say the first two episodes are solid i'm not one of those reviewers who gets six episodes at a time but yeah that's that's my entire review of the first two episodes of picard it's a lot of fun cool all right well this wraps up this episode of breaking geek radio the podcast Thank you so much, Kyle, for acting as our producer, as you do each and every week. Much appreciated. And this isn't the only series of podcast things that you can be watching here on the Genreverse Podcast Network. We mentioned a couple times already. We got the Cantina, which is our Star Wars podcast. We have Marvel Multiverse Mayhem, which is our Marvel podcast. We have Cup of Genre, which is our morning show. Uh, we have their spin-off genre shots, anime versal reviews, AVR squared, and I think that's it. Future that's AI shows <laughs> that are Future just AI, AI generated. That are, that are just AI generated. That'll be really cool. Um, but yeah, that's it we have for today. Thank you so much. Nick, where can people find you? Um, well, thank you, Jammer, for sharing all that premium content that we oh, have. Of course. Bring it back to the beginning. Um, yes. At Geeky Nick Doll on Twitter, and I've been more active on Instagram. Which is stupid photos and videos. You also can follow me. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at AJ Cerner Writer, and eventually I'll get back to TikTok. I think it's also AJ Cerner Writer. I should check on that. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you all next time. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on you. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.